You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. Welcome back, Grim fans, Grimsters, Gremlins, all the kinds. Gremlins. Welcome back. You've never heard that before? No, but I love it. Yeah, I, I personally like Grimsters. Either way, whoever you are, however you identify yourself, maybe you identify as all, or a cross of many of them. Yes. Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Joining me on tonight's panel is the lovely Yell Teagle. Hello, everyone. Uh, Dylan Chance is out tonight. He's a little under the weather. Poor Dylan. We'll send him some uh, potions from Rosalie's Spice Shop. Yeah. And he should be feeling better by next week. Or from Adeline's mother's uh, storage unit. Yeah, if you want him to die. <laughs> I'm sure. What are you trying to do I'm to sure Dylan? there's something that'll save him there. Don't doom him with Hex and Beast potions. <laughs> I'm sure they have something positive. I'm sure. All right. Um, we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll get, get him healed up one way or the <laughs> other. Uh, we're talking episode 320, My Fair Vessin. Mm-hmm. And we start off with the quotation of the week. Uh, no longer a dark gray bird, ugly and disagreeable to look at, but a graceful and beautiful swan. <laughs> it's such a like uplift, uplifting quote, and you said it. It's so, grim. Like, it's deadly. <laughs> Read the last sentence to me. The last, just the last part. A graceful and beautiful swan. No, do it again in your grim voice. <laughs> but a graceful and beautiful swan. <laughs> that that's the problem. With what you said. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's well, it's from Hans Christian Andersen. So I guess mm-hmm. I should have gone with a more like par- parental, like yeah fluffy thing but it's grim and people are gonna die so you gotta treat it with the respect and uh you can't have any brevity yes it it is or levity rather (laughs) not brevity i I was wondering but it's it's a it's a good quote it's mainly i think in this story about trouble Mm -hmm. about her realizing who she is and what she can be yeah not being stuck in what she how she's known herself how she's been treated by others but what she, the potential that she has, that there is something amazing, something beautiful in both senses of the word, mm-hmm. hidden underneath her uh, awesome leather jacket and uh, badass badassery. Yes, badassery. <laughs> I've been using the, the words badassery and kickassery a lot after Buzz recently. I Good. don't know why. They should catch on. <laughs> Hashtag assery. What? <laughs> Um, oh. let's get started talking about the episode. Um, there's trouble afoot. You think, I, you put money in the pun jar. There's no pun jar on this show. Good. Yet. <laughs> Next season, maybe. Uh. Um, but so we, we open up right back, right where we left off. If not a moment earlier. Yeah, we actually get a little piece. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but Juliet is being, is dealing with the fact that Nick just brought home trouble for dinner and she's not only a weird and uninvited guest she literally calls herself trouble yeah what i like that juliet actually responded 
with a reasonable reaction this week. Yeah. Voice of reason from Julia. Like, you just brought a crazy person into my home and I'm just supposed to deal with it? She actually, I think she said, like, you brought a murder suspect home and Nick responds, not technically a suspect because we know know she she did it. it. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you brought home. (laughs) A murderer. But yes, it, it, that's exactly. But it was self defense uh, in her uh, in her defense. It was yes. to protect herself. You got to sure. give her credit for that. She was attacked. <clears throat> um, but it's really great to see their reaction because trouble disappears for a second, and Nick mm-hmm. freaks out after Juliet like agrees. She's like, "Okay, yeah. How long are we gonna? <laughs> how long are we gonna put up with this?" But like, troubles run away. They're like, "Where'd you go? Where'd you go?" But her backpack's still there, so we're like, "She couldn't have gone far." Mm-hmm. And then she's just wolfing Chinese food in the other room. I like that she's like, "It's been a while since I've eaten with people." Yeah, <laughs> like you don't forget how to like eat food with a fork. And you try not eating a meal with other people for years. I think she just saw that she's hungry. Mm-hmm. She, this is like, it's not like we had a breathing time of like a week between what we saw last week where she's right. running from the police and then she's in police custody and all that. She's still like a starving kid on the streets. And I think in her mind, she could be let go mm-hmm. at any moment. Like, Nick could kick her to the streets. That's her experience. That's what she believes could right. happen. She's got to get this food in. While she has a moment. Yeah, who knows when the next time she'll get to eat. That's her, I mean, that's that's how she lives. Yeah. That's her day-to-day. Which ended up benefiting us throughout the episode. Her mistrust? Or? Her her upbringing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, it does <laughs> definitely come into play as we meet the mm-hmm. Vessen of the week and deal with that whole story. Um, what I thought, but before we get away from that whole interaction, I thought it was very interesting to see over their dinner what uh Juliet's reaction like the way that Juliet and Trouble kind of interacted like Nick's now this like mentor of sorts <clears throat> he's he Nick is now Obi-Wan Kenobi of course to Trouble's Luke Skywalker of course it's May the 4th come yes. on Leo. I, that's, it's Star Wars day that's I why had I said to, of course I had to get in at least one Star Wars analogy and this one is pretty perfect this was perfect I was waiting I was waiting to see you do it <laughs> um but he like he really I it's great to see him taking on this. It's the next step for this character. Mm-hmm. Nick's since the beginning, Nick's character has been sort of like had these like brief bits of movement, and then he kind of slows down again. And he's like just kind of going along, and then he goes up, and then he kind of keeps going along. And now we've got him in a new role, somewhere he can go and something he can deal with. Yeah, well, as we've been saying, we something needs to change at some point. We've been seeing him uh, explore this whole "I am a Grim, what does that mean?" Uh, thing for three seasons now so it's it's only fitting that now he changes to i know what it means and now i have to explain it to someone else we get more grims yeah um what something zach has been asking for for (laughs) years thank you since like episode two probably yeah Yeah. i believe it i think i've been i've literally been like well when are we gonna get more of these guys (laughs) there's gotta be more yeah um so we get like uh when she tries to sneak out later, because like, mm-hmm. that's the thing is she really doesn't think that this is going to be something permanent. Mm-hmm. And Nick, see, like, see, I'm like, Nick's super, a super grim. He knows you're trying to leave. Yeah. Even if he's not like, just like has thought of it. He heard you get up. Yeah. He's like, I heard Wood Creek. <laughs> he jumps out the window, slides down the balcony and the, like the water drain pipe. And he's like, and he's just chilling. Hey, what's up? In, in your mind is, is new super grim Nick. Like, um, a superhero? 
He could be if he wanted to. Okay. Like jumping out the The only difference between the Nick being a superhero and like <clears throat> the cr- the classic superheroes is that he doesn't wear tights. Okay. Think about it. There are superpowered creatures and people running around. Nick's got a secret identity. By day, he's a Portland police officer. And by night, he's the unholy deathbringer Grimm. All right. I'll take it. He's basically a superhero. You're right. You are correct. He just, we need to get him a costume with a big G right here on the chest. I'd rather we didn't. <laughs> He's got a costume. It's a bad. That'll be the uh, the new. If they do another Grim comic, yeah, that'll be better than. And we're not, well, we'll, we'll, get we'll talk about that. Late. We are going to talk about the the latest issue, the last mm-hmm. issue of the Grim comic book, a little bit later on in the show. Um, but before we uh, continue, when Nick catches uh, trouble outside, he returns her chess piece. He yes. gives her back the uh, her knight. I don't know. I'm so excited. What could it be? I'm so, I hope that it could, because it clearly is something. They're, they, unless, they made a point. Unless there's, this is what it was, that it was just this memento. What if there's like a coin of Xanthos in there? You just love those coins. I'm not wearing my coin tonight. But, but you love the idea well, of Well, it's those. a great device. And like, uh, the, we know that they're somewhere mm-hmm. off. They got sent off, uh, but... Who knows where the like that wasn't all of them. Right, Who knows why where they would, all are? Why would she have one? I don't know. Okay, it, she maybe she doesn't know if it's something that was given, it was something from her parents. Mm-hmm. Like her parents were protecting it. What if there's a key inside? Ah, because we know there's how, how many three, keys are there? Aren't there three keys? There's either three or four. There's <clears> a bunch of keys yeah. out there. And we, well, we'll talk we about get, that, the keys yeah. a lot more later on in the show. But that, what if that's inside? There, I think there's something inside, inside the, key, the, the the night. And like okay. somebody's going to have to smash it. Like, no, that's yeah, yeah. for my parents. And then inside is like some kind of grimlore. Interesting prediction. Uh, I'm, I'm throwing myself. it up on the board. There is something hidden inside the night. It's on the board, people. On the board. <laughs> um. So the next day, yes, <laughs> I'm skipping us ahead. But so Nick tries to think how can, he's, he's got to put in a training regiment. There's yeah. no Jedi Council got manual for this. Um, so he he's what, what's the first thing we can do? Introduce her to the fact that not all Vessen are bad. Yeah. So who's the go-to people for Who not bad nice Vessens? Mon Rosalie. Yeah, it is. And she brings them over, <clears throat> and he brings her over to them, and they they vote for her. They they take her through the the main process, tell them about care sites, and explain everything. It's basically the episode that we've been wanting. That now that we've accumulated the information, they just learn like, hey, here's what you missed in the last so three seasons. Simply, yeah, that. You wonder why Nick couldn't have gotten this on day two or yeah. day one. Like, I think that was the best part was when she says, well, how do they know I'm a Grim?" And we all at the audience went, yeah, Nick. Yeah, Nick. That's the question you ask. <laughs> that's the question you ask when they say, oh, you can see me. I loved that exchange, though. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's dark, not just like regular dark. It's all the way, ve- all, all the way down to your soul <clears throat> dark. And her reaction is just. Cool, <laughs> and I think that, that like, you see that look between Monroe and Rosalie. Like, this is a person we should be afraid of. Yeah, <laughs> like that is not a like. They tell her like we can see the darkness within you. It's blacker than black, like just like a black hole, but worse. And she's like <coughs> awesome. Yeah, 
She's a scary person. Um, I think what also was really important and interesting is that uh, they took her to Monroe Lee to show her that there are Vessen who aren't bad. But as they're leaving, uh, Rosalie goes, not all Vessen are nice like us. Like there are some you have to worry about, which is a nice um, contrast that they brought her there to show her that not, they're not all evil. And the nice ones were like, wait, but a lot of them are. Well, the thing is, it, Vessen are just like people. They just happen to have superpowers. Um, there are good ones. There are bad ones. You have to approach them like you would any person. I think it's a little different, though, because when she approaches them, whether they're good or bad, they have instincts based on her. Yes. So it's not just like people. Well, just like anyone is in real life is going to react to you as a person. Like they don't get the convenient little like look down your eyes yeah. and they know your a bit of your life story. <laughs> but when you approach any person in life, you they have they bring their own baggage to it, and that's basically what trouble's dealing with. And mm-hmm. I think it's one of the things that this show does really well is parallel what is going on like real life situations with extreme the extremes of the mythology and just mm-hmm. fantasy land of Grimm. Um, but so while all this is going on, we're, we got our Vessen of the Week, which yeah. I like. This is the way that I like bringing in Vessen of the Week. Is like it's we get a little bit of a story, but it's so intricately tied to what we're doing in the serialized portion mm-hmm. that we barely even notice that it's just like a, a story standalone story. Yeah. Um, and so we see a group of we start out. We see a group of blonde women. And one brunette, that, I thought the blonde thing was going to be a trend at first. Uh, <laughs> but the, a group of good-looking women at a department store. Mm-hmm. Like, In beautiful, beautiful shoes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I inferred that much. They were, they were um, Louis Vuittons. They were beautiful. <laughs> just, so, just so those who don't know, that was amazing. So you can go onto your local uh, <laughs> Louis Vuitton store. Yeah. And uh, pick up the just ask for the Grimm collection. Yes. <laughs> Even I would go see what the what was up at Louis Vuitton if there was a Grimm uh, tie-in section. <laughs> Moving on um, to the high end heist ring. They sort of like what what Trouble did mm-hmm. uh, last week. Was they they created a big distraction. Maybe with trouble, it was a fire alarm, but they, they push a mannequin over until it breaks glass. Amazing. It was another genius shoplifting uh, scam. Grim. Genius. Teaching people to shoplift since yeah. 2014. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking notes, guys. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'm but so, so kidding. So they start ransacking the place like yeah. while everyone's dealing with that. But one of them, Cammie. this girl, yeah, Cammie or Camilla Reynolds, mm-hmm. gets caught. Yeah. Um, and she runs away as fast as she can like she knows that the guy's got her yeah but uh, she, she disappears mm-hmm. and the other girls go back to the family we meet, yeah the family we meet ken this really creepy like pimp dude who's yeah he's essentially a pimp he's a like pimp. he's not they're not hooking as they say throughout the episode yeah, they make it very clear but it's just He's as, a it's basically as bad. Yeah. He like this is a guy who's who's raping these girls, <laughs> mm-hmm. who's demanding that like that things they do think they do illegal things for him yeah. for no benefit to themselves. It's it's a pimp operation. Yes. Um but he, so he's the ringleader, and he's so creepy. Wasn't he just the creepiest man ever with the, the, all the talk of family? Mm-hmm. 
He says, it was like cult like in his family time. He sa- well, yeah, he says no <clears throat> sacrifice is too great. This is your family, mm-hmm. and without your family, you're, you're nothing. nothing. Yeah. Um, and then they make out. <laughs> they, they do not. Um, well, he does give her like a kiss of death. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, I, I guess it is make it out. Uh, don't make out with yell. That's <laughs> gross. Stop. That is frightening. That that is making out to you. That, it was. I was like, how do I describe this in my notes? <laughs> they make out. Kiss of death is, I think, a much more apt he term. Like, he like latched onto her face and sucked all the blood out of her body. Like the worst, like, you know, the people that, like, go a little bit too wide with their mouths and they try to kiss? No, who are you making out with that does that? We're going to move on from this topic, <laughs> this general conversation. <laughs> anyway, um, it's kind of vampire-esque in that they suck out all your Yeah, blood. it's, it. but <clears throat> these are the Labensauger, mm-hmm. I believe I'm pronounced, I, I heard two different pronunciations. It was kind of um, like she read it and was like, ah, Labensauger, and he was like, no, no, we're Americans. Labensauger. And she goes, oh, okay. Labensauger. Sure. Sa- sa- whatever. Yeah. It's a fancy <laughs> German word. Yes. I've learned to pronounce a lot of these. Um, I've gotten pretty good at it. Have you? But, but that one's hard. Yes. Um, it's new. <clears throat> but so, these, these Vessen are really creepy and they, they just dump her body in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Like in a bag. And then um, Delta finds the body. Yeah, this cute little, uh, gold, uh, yellow lab. Mm-hmm. Just like, he's digging. They're like, bad dog, <laughs> bad. And then, oh no. <laughs> um, so next thing we know, of course, who are they going to call? Grimbusters. <laughs> no, they're not Grimbusters. You said who are they going to call? I know, but I was well. Well, either way, I had to. <laughs> I apologize. I guess they could be. Well, anyway, either way, the, they, Grim- the, the only uh, homicide, homicide detectives, detectives yeah. in all of Portland. Of they call Nick and Hank, who have trouble. I thought that <laughs> was the criminology student cover was perfect. I think it was great, except for that she sucks at co- like keeping a cover. She's never had to before. Which is surprising, because she's on the run, she's shoplifting, she's clearly good at uh, manipulating her way through things, and later we see her go undercover, quote-unquote. But she's never had to <clears throat> manipulate people she knew she would continue to have to interact with. Like, I think she assumes, <clears throat> for at least for now, she's going to be, like, after Nick basically talks her into staying yeah. for a bit... She knows she's going to be with these people for a while. So she can't just feed them complete <laughs> lies. Mm-hmm. She has to follow along with the pre-built lies that they give her. And that lim- that's very limiting to somebody who's used to just being able to run at the very instant somebody sp- – some- the instant she gives herself away, yeah. she can just bolt out the door and be gone forever. Now she's going to have to interact with, with Wu, with Nick, with Hank. She's mm-hmm. going to have to t- like keep talking to these people. So she has to be- get it right. So when she doesn't know what insanguination is, it's uh, <laughs> it's not confusing to them. She, they haven't gotten to that chapter of the textbook yet. She must be like an intro, like just starting criminology or thinking about it even. Well, either way, a ride along is reasonable. All right. I thought it was a really good cover. I just don't understand. Here's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to poke holes in the, in the show, but I really need to ask this. How does no one notice that she looks like the suspect from the last case that they just ran. That is a very good point. Wu looks straight at her and goes, who's this? But did Wu ever meet her? No, but they all had that photo of her 
from the drive-through. True, that's true. They were on a manhunt for her mm-hmm. last week. All right. I'm sorry, everyone. I, I no, don't mean to don't ruin apologize. The show. It was a. It was a huge it's a fa- issue. It's a fair question. It's the next day. It is the next. It day. It is the next day. So in theory, they're still on the hunt for her. Yep, but they've dropped that case for some. But reason. I will say that <clears throat> I think that they're still they they trust Nick and Hank. Enough to ignore that there's some strange girl that looks like the murderer? Enough to write it off as a coincidence. Okay. I think that's... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that as the justification. I'm going to put on the board that her manhunt is... The manhunt for her is not over. Okay. And that it will come back Ooh. within the next two episodes. Interesting. I do think she's in too good of a place, but we'll get to where we wind up at the end of the I'm episode. I'm just putting that on the board. Um... But, uh, so they, they, I mean, I loved her interaction with Will, regardless yes. of that. <laughs> She's just like, oh, it's gotta be Vesson. Who's Vesson? Oh. And she just freezes and comes up with the worst, worst response. Oh. <laughs> you are not happy with that. No. Whatever. Moving on. I'm just still stuck on the fact that they haven't figured out. Who she who is. She, that she is the murderer they're looking for. Well, moving past that, I enjoy that. And it just made me want more and more, somebody tell Wu. We got that little flash with him where mm-hmm. he's like, she talks about her nightmares. Yeah. And he he wants to, I'm not sure what he wanted to do there. Did he want to tell her about his nightmares? Or was he just like just having weird. a flashback? I think he was having a flashback. I think it's another reminder that he needs to talk to someone. Um, but I think, I don't think he wanted to tell her, like, she's some strange girl and he sounds crazy. Somebody please help Woo. Just tell him what's up. <clears throat> Enough of the care site stuff with Woo. Mm-hmm. Let him be a care site slush cannon. <laughs> You're so cute. What? <laughs> Nothing. I love when you say it. Um. Moving on. Um, so they, 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 <clears throat> they basically piece together. Thanks to, like, the, they figure out who the girl is. Mm-hmm. They track her back to this uh, home for girls who have run home. away, who have emancipated themselves and or just need a place to stay. It's uh, Isn't it for um, kids with Troubled girls in the girls. foster care? Yes, essentially. It's a group home, and it's called New Beginnings. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Group, group home. home. Um, and they track her back there, and they, they find her files and everything. They see that she has a bit of a juvie record mm-hmm. for, like, larceny and... Uh, yeah. Um, what is it like light larceny or something uh, petty larceny petty larceny sure um they meet Jean and megan yes and that was this was another <laughs> moment for trouble like they, she stays in the car this time mm-hmm. but from across the way she sees that megan megan vogues mm-hmm. and she doesn't know what to do at first like she, she can see that this person is scared when she vogues um and she was a um a beaver I don't remember. I don't remember what they're called the offhand. One, isn't that Bud one of those? But yeah, it's the same the same creature as Bud, mm-hmm. uh, who we haven't seen in a little while. I but I'm sure him. he's around. Yeah. He's fixing plumbing somewhere. He has to be at the wedding. Uh, that he he definitely will come back yeah. for the wedding. <clears throat> um, but so she goes and she takes charge of her own. It, she puts it in her own hands. Mm-hmm. She just goes out to, like, Hank starts driving away. And she just like, no. I'm dealing with this. Yeah, because they don't, they just ignore her when she's like, I saw one. 
let me go talk to her. But they, they like, no. they're still police. <clears throat> they can't do, they can't like just start grilling an underage girl with no reason except that she's a Vessin. <clears throat> yeah. Who's Vessin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can't use that explanation. Well, they could to Captain Renard, I guess. Yeah. Um, That's all they, they need to explain themselves to one guy and he's Vessin. So I think they can do whatever they want. Yeah, but they but they don't want to arouse suspicion either way. Right. So she, Trouble charges in there and interrogates her until they get out the, uh, all the information they need. O'Brien Square. Yeah, so they go to the, they, they do the stakeout mm-hmm. and Trouble is not okay with the stakeout. Just like sitting in a car for long periods of time, like watching. She's like, what about her? <laughs> no, it's just an yeah. affair. <laughs> of course it is. The affair was so funny. <laughs> that was cute. They <laughs> could just be in love. <laughs> sure. Yale does not buy that. Nope, it was an affair. But then they see this woman walk up, and we know her as Donna. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trouble instantly figures out what she can do here and just grabs change out of the car, <clears throat> takes yeah. her cup, starts begging for change. And she is exactly what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, it's like the perfect setup. She plays Donna as much as Donna thinks she's playing Trouble. Right. And they bring her back to their secret base. Mm-hmm. Or she brings... But Nick and Hank are freaked. And they can't catch her, of course. Right, because the BMW took off. And once they get there, Trouble finds herself in a little over her head when she gets a makeover. Oh, that makeover. Makeover, 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 makeover. <laughs> she looked a little ridiculous. <laughs> well, she looked so uncomfortable and like the way we've gotten to know her Mm -hmm. partially it's the short haircut it's just what we know of her how we've seen her dress yeah she doesn't fit in that world and she just uh, she great job like in the portrayal of this because she looked uncomfortable yeah she looked great in clothes but she looked super uncomfortable yeah and it was super creepy when uh ken walks up he's like you really are hot under there it's like oh, so gross. Oh, it's like ugh. you're part of the family now. And then, of course, is like <clears throat> first action as bringing her into the family. Well, I don't know about you, but that's how you get into family. Sorry, guys, I took it too far. Uh, I apologize. I couldn't uh, even say it. I felt gross. Well, I mean, she's just trying. She wants to help these people <clears throat> out. She yes. thinks that's like this is the only way to help. Um, and she's trying to play the slow game. She tries to leave <clears throat> at one point, but like. She's not going anywhere. Yeah. He makes that perfectly clear. And that's, I think, the first moment where she realizes she's she might be in over her head. Mm-hmm. And then when he's like, no, your first night, you sleep with me. Yeah. And that's like when this goes from a guy leading a group of, like, urchins to, like, steal merchandise or whatever, mm-hmm. which, like, yeah, it's not a great situation. Obviously, he's a murderer. But, right. like... The situation's not the worst until until he introduces the fact that he just rapes all these women as well. Yeah. And that's when it takes a, just another turn. And she is like she she like gets him into the room alone, which is smart. <clears throat> yeah. Um and without a moment's beat, she's just like, All right, well, we're done here and just smacks him with the palm of her hand. It was so good. <laughs> uh, and of course he's like, You shouldn't have done that. And he vokes and then he of course, he's yeah. He sees the bottomless pits of darkness into her soul, <laughs> yep. and he knows that this is not going to end well. Yeah, but well, then we get that big twist that I I had no idea this was coming. Yeah, that Donna is a uh, Laban Sauger as well. Yeah, that was awesome. Great twist. Yes, I loved seeing uh, Trouble Fighting too. I think what surprises me the most was that Donna didn't Vogue 
earlier and that there wasn't it just surprised me that well that it when was would never, she have vogue i think when she met her i don't know i just think it would have because we've seen that that grim's people tend to be unable to uh well, but the way but I think they vogue so often around Nick is because he's constantly like grilling them about crimes right. and stuff. So they're they're in a nervous state when they're dealing with Nick. Mm-hmm. She's in a confident state dealing with troubles. She's like going to pick up a girl. It instantly goes the way she wants it to right. go, which like she's not as suspicious as mm-hmm. like we are when we're dealing with Nick's stuff. I get she what just you're think, like so she's <clears throat> perfectly happy and content. And like now that we know that she's part of this whole thing Mm -hmm. that she's like almost like in charge of corralling the girls and she pays the bills yeah so she and she has her own place that she clearly goes to Mm -hmm. so she's as much in on this as he is she's as much a pimp as he is exactly but she's like hidden in the ranks to Mm -hmm. like control from within right um but what i thought was great about this whole thing that whole scene Mm -hmm. the way it goes is that what was the line it was um why would you ever want to um, leave. You're part of a family now, mm-hmm. and it's a great parallel between the her being introduced into Nick's family mm-hmm. and brought in, and being introduced to uh, this new creepy, rapey family, <laughs> rapey culty prostitution family. Yeah, but it's <clears throat> she, she, re, she sees the bad side of being part of a family and the good side at the same time and she I think that's what sort of shows her how much it means to be part how how good Nick really is mm-hmm. at the end of the day he he's special he is more than I think anybody that she realized the fact that he's so good mm-hmm. is an anomaly oh, and course. she's realizing that yeah. but it's not this isn't just normal that for somebody to take you in like that this is Something she's not going to... If she leaves, she's not going to find it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nick gets there just in time to to see her just, like, smack these two down. Um, she did get bitten yeah. a little bit. And then he shoots one. Yeah. Shoots the dude right in the chest. Yeah. Um, what, right, not before she can put a knife through, <laughs> through Donna's throat. And, then, and her first instinct is to go comfort the two girls who... Mm-hmm. who she uh, she connects with so much. I think that's part of why she risked herself to get into the situation. She understood what was happening and that this easily could have been her. Yeah. Um, but she saves the day. Of course. Her first saves. save as a Grim. And she saves Vanessa and Jenny. Yes. Aw. Got them out of the terrible situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go back and I... I like where she's ending up now, where she's sort of becoming part of Nick's family and becoming his mentor, mentee mm-hmm. and all that. It's a little fast for me. It's the, been a day. To the Yeah. Like, she's come around <clears throat> really quickly, and that make as a TV watcher, that makes me nervous. Nervous because you think it won't last, or nervous because you think it's unrealistic? Uh, nervous because I think that now she's in a good place mm-hmm. and that can only mean bad things oh, yeah. are around the corner. Um, and I don't want to lose her. Like, I know we talked about it last week that like my, like my prediction that I threw up on the board was that she's going to have to lose her grim powers, mm. um, to save Nick. She's going to have to make a big sacrifice. I don't think she's going to die. Um, I know that you and Dylan <laughs> felt otherwise. Yeah. I think she's going to make it out of the season, but not fully intact. Mm-hmm. 
But I don't want that to happen. I really like her as a new character. I want her to stick around. She's fun. Um, she's brought some more life into the show, um, which I really enjoy. Uh, but then, so, well, I mean, what did you think about where she is right now? I think you're right that she is, uh, she's doing well. I mean, she, she ends up saying, I need to know more. She's staying around. Uh, when we were looking for, uh, the Laban Sager, um, when we were looking for that, she saw in the book, she saw the, um, Siegbarst, which killed her foster parents. Um, so I think that we're going to, I think you're right that she is in a good place and she's staying to learn and staying to explore. But I think, Again, I think you're right that there, when you're at the top in TV, there's only one way to go. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to we're gonna take a little quick break, talk about iTunes, but yeah. don't worry, we'll be back. We've got a lot more to talk about. Yeah, we do. Um, guys, thank you so much for watching this show, listening to this podcast. It is a blast for us to do. Grim is one of our favorite shows on television. We know it's one of your favorite shows on television, and we want to make this one of your favorite podcasts to listen to it's we want it to be as fun for you to listen to as it is for us to do Mm -hmm. and the only way we can do that is by hearing from you by you going on to itunes and hitting us with a rating and a review it means the world to us it means the world to the network part of it's not just about helping us as hosts it's about helping the network stay at the top of their game keeps help us be searchable as like a very good podcast and so that other people can find it so that other grim fans can find it as well and it really just helps the network stay at the top and helps us get guests which we've been working on my for next season we're definitely going to have some cool people come by the mm-hmm. studio um working on that it, but it, we need to be the best podcast in order to lock that all in so if you go on to iTunes hit us with a star rating i hope it's five stars i hope we're doing five star quality yeah. work for you and let us know what you think but there's other ways that you can help us as well yeah um and i'm not just talking about YouTube and the AfterBuzz TV application, which you can download for iOS and Android devices. For free. Um, but uh, many of you know, and if you don't, I'm going to tell you now, that our the our, one of our executive producers here at AfterBuzz is uh, Maria Menounos. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys have been watching at home, but we have, we've been checking out. It's a yeah, great show, uh, Chasing Maria Menounos on Oxygen. You can get a window into Maria's <laughs> life. The, uh, the person who made all of this happen all of this is is possible thanks to Maria. For those as listening, well as, he's waiting. As well as our other produ- executive producers, Kevin Undergaro and mm-hmm. Phil Svitek, and all of the producers here, and all the engineers. But Maria is has been instrumental, and her, you supporting her show is supporting us. So you can go on, you can watch it Tuesdays on Oxygen. It's at there's at 10 p.m. or you can get it on iTunes, Amazon, or just general on demand on your uh, cable box. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out. And I want to give a shout out while we're still in, uh, doing iTunes to one of our, uh, one of our fans, um, who gave us five stars mm-hmm. on iTunes, Brit K1. Uh, I know she's watched a, a, a bunch of the shows. I've seen her comment on stuff before. Yeah. She says, love, exclamation point. Uh, love this podcast. I appreciate that the hosts take the time to learn the proper language of the <laughs> Vessin. Which is really difficult. Yeah, it is. For, it took me about four <laughs> shows to get Carislite Schlish Cannon, and that's just one of them. Yep, I don't even bother. <laughs> Yell doesn't even try. It's no. hard because I do not speak German. Nope. Uh, uh, I just want to remind everyone that we do have a uh, challenge that has been issued 
We wanted a hundred reviews. Uh, there are only two episodes left this season, guys. A hundred reviews on iTunes. That's a written review you can write in German. I'm sure we'll make Zach read it out. Uh, sure. For all of your entertainment, I will do my best. Thank you. Uh, and if we get a hundred reviews while I am at San Diego Comic-Con in July, I will be stalking the heck out of the cast and try to get them on the show for next season. I'll be down there like waving like, go yell. I'm like pushing her towards the cast. No one will need to push me. <laughs> I'm on uh, it. But we're at 26 uh, ratings right now. Mm-hmm. So please, guys, we're, all, we're a quarter of the way there. Yeah. There's still time. You have until July. July. Get on it. Um, let's get back to it. Let's talk about Adeline. Yeah. Adeline had a little bit of a pl- uh, st- thing going on here. Something we that she hadn't dealt with because she had to leave mm-hmm. was her mother's death. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> all of, and just the regular things that you deal with after death, which is part of which is inheritance. Mm-hmm. And it turns out uh, mommy didn't pay her taxes on time. Shock. For seven years. Are we surprised with Adeline's mom? I guess not. Well, no. I, she was well off enough. I kind of uh, taxes is such a just a normal thing. Like just just pay your taxes. They're and, not that kind of family. I guess <laughs> it just keeps the government off your back, so that they can't find out what kind of things you're cooking up in your basement. I didn't say that on air. What? Moving <laughs> um, on. Um, she and so she. I mean, she, <clears throat> at first we see her and she's with Renard, and, and she's trying to seduce him. She's trying to seduce him, getting to stay with her. She was really pissed off at him yesterday. Yep. Um. There's something, and we know she's starting to make some kind of deal with Victor, mm-hmm. and that is, I'm worried for Renard because it, this cannot end well for him. Ooh, he tries to put her in another apartment because he's he's afraid of her. Yeah, as he should be. Of course, I'm afraid of you. That's the quote that I wrote down. But look, That's he he is for better or worse. <clears throat> Renard's still in love with her. Is he? I think so. All right. Do you not think? Do you not think Renard still loves her? No, I don't think he ever loved her. I don't think love is anything he felt. I mean, it's not a rational love. It, it's totally irrational. I don't think it was love. I think it was lust, infatuation, maybe even. I mean, they talk about, like, talked <clears throat> about it a few weeks ago that, that they seem to be meant to be together I, through all of this. And granted, that was while they were holding their love child. Right. But I, I think that there's a deeper connection there, and or at least from Renard's side. I don't, but he I, doesn't know what to do about it because she could honestly murder him in his sleep. She should, and then she should go back to Meisner. Wait, did I say that out loud? <laughs> My apologies, everyone. Oh, that's right. You're just still shipping Meisner. <laughs> yeah, I am 100 percent shipping. So that. asterisks on all of Yell's decisions no, about but Renard's I love. I do agree. I do stand by my statement that I don't think it's love um, on his part at all. I want to see him happy with someone else, not her, and definitely not Juliet. Um, but she belongs with Meisner. All right. That's fair. Thank you. Fair. Meisner makes her a better person. Yeah, he does. Uh, or maybe just the baby. Either way, let's get Meisner back. Yeah. Um, but so, and then we find her, she gets, and she's getting her mother's will read and finds out that there's a storage unit with all of her mother's things in there. And so she goes and she's looking for something specific. Mm-hmm. She knows about, like, she picks up a book. That it's like wooden. Yeah. Very strange. Clearly magical mm-hmm. in some way. Um, and she's trying to break into it. She can't pry it open. She think, I, th- I thought it was a box. I think she thought it was a box. 
had something important inside. Mm-hmm. I want, has the book been introduced to us before? Not at I all. I didn't remember it. No, yeah. this is the first time we're hearing about this book. But I, she knew it, what it was. So based on what the book was in a box that had potions and other things, which makes me believe that it was her mother's box of witchcraft. Uh, and for anyone who knows anything about witchcraft, I believe... And this is me possibly coming up with things that are not relevant in this universe. But I think it was her mom's book of shadows, which would be where she keeps all of her spells. And yeah, I, I, th- I, that's why I thought so. I thought about spell book, <clears throat> um, but it was a box at first, at first until she bleeds on it. Gross. As you do only dark magic books, you have to like mm-hmm. put the blood of a of a relative onto the spine, and then yeah. it opens up. And God only knows what kind of spells and potion recipes and all that are within. It's a potion to bring back Meisner. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I think it will be a potion <laughs> to find a baby in some way. Fine. Um, but, like, so there's a really quick storyline, but it's mm-hmm. definitely leading up to something as we come to... We only have two episodes left in this yeah. season. And as we get closer and closer to the end, that's going to, I think, play a huge... Whatever that's in that book is going to play a huge part in it. Mm-hmm. Like, Victor... Com- I'm assuming Victor's going to come back, if the king's going to be involved. So many things. And maybe it'll be a part of telling us, finally, what the key unlocks Mm -hmm. because the big all of a sudden last minute additional twist at the end of this episode crazy just a one quick little Mm -hmm. 30 seconds of this old man Mm -hmm. uh who i was like bernard because it's it's uh sam anderson who um played bernard on lost he played lee paxton on justified Mm -hmm. um great actor so i'm really excited to see him because it's not not going to be a throwaway character at all with him coming in um I'm thinking, and I'm putting this on the board. Uh oh. I think he is also a Grim. Mm. I think that we've sort of opened the <clears throat> floodgates to the bigger Grim family. Mm-hmm. And now that we have trouble, I think he's another older Grim. I would love to see that. Personally, I think it's uh awesome, but very weird that at I as of yet, excuse me, um, uh, Nick is the only male Grim we've met. Yes, but I mean, in fairness, we've only met four. Yeah, that's very surprising for a TV show. To oh, have in a, it, oh yes, absolutely. Lots of females as opposed to more your action stars mainly. Mm-hmm. They're your heroes, yeah, and they have been predominantly female, which is great. It's a great thing about television. A great thing about it. this show. You don't get that. You don't get that on enough TV shows. Nope. It's making it different. Make it because you don't get uh, ca- trouble is like a newer character. Mm-hmm. It's not something we get to see before, and that's what I love about it. But it's also really fascinating that they're having it. That I want to see if that actually plays a part. That maybe this grim gene is you know passed down maternally or uh, is passed down to women. Because I think Nick was saying something about it being a recessive gene. Well, wasn't his dad... Well, that's what he compares it to. But wasn't his dad a Grimm? I don't know. I don't know if that was ever said. I feel like it Hmm. wasn't. I I think you might be right. I may have just assumed that. Um, Either way, there's... That's what I think this new guy is. And I think we're finally... We get some more pieces of the map. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think... So I'm assuming either at the very end of this episode or we deal with it at the very beginning of next season... Is going to be whatever those keys go to, whatever well, mm-hmm. bigger thing unlocks it. Well, the the 
the trailer for the next episode said there's a new key in town. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about the trailer. No spoilers for people who don't want to see it. All right. Um, but real quick, I want to talk about the um, the graphic novel mm-hmm. this week. Grim uh, issue 12. This is the last one. Ever. Um, for now, at least. they. It's the last announced one. They haven't announced any. And you know what? I kind of see why. This seems like it's been a little bit of a missed opportunity for me. It's this whole crazy storyline involving Nick and Juliet and Monroe and Rosalie running off to Europe on this wild adventure where Nick's poisoned and they're chasing this uh, guy who's trying to make a grousen, which is like a com- combination of all these different DNAs of like the most powerful vessel on the planet. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like doesn't it's clearly a different world than the show. And that's not what I want out of my transmedia stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love when shows do transmedia and they give me a graphic novel that I can read that goes along with the show. And I think that this was th- there's some really cool stuff in here. We got to see the the glue invoke, which we saw a little bit on the show. The blue space alien guy. Mm-hmm. We get to see some more vests and like there's a, they introduce a hydra, um, which is a really cool like idea for a vessin. Um, one of these guys is they introduced the concept of pure bloods, which is a big part of this issue, especially which I'm hoping the show does at some point. This idea that the the past Vessen are the most powerful because they're the most pure; they haven't been diluted at all. Mm-hmm. Very interesting stuff. But ultimately, like Juliet dies for a moment in this one, and then they use the oldest trope in like in science fiction, fantasy, and comic books that I just can't stand, which is magic blood. To bring her back. Like, a character with healing abilities gives a drop of blood to the person who died, and then they come back to life. Uh-huh. I, I hope <laughs> no, no one ever uses that again. It, so, it's, it's an easy out. I, I wasn't a huge fan of this book. There's some really cool moments mm-hmm. in there. It doesn't tie into the show. It's completely separate from the show, and that's my biggest problem with it. Um, is that I want if they do grim if anyone involved in the comic books wants to listen to my ideas <laughs> I want a Detective Wu story I still think he's going to find out mm-hmm. I want to see what Detective Wu does with that problem I want to see a comic <clears throat> book about the history of Grimm's do a Grimm story from the 1200s I'd be in stand in line to get that I think it'd be really cool I think what you really want is just a Grimm uh, comic that you know, complements what we're doing on the show. Exactly. It should complement the show mm-hmm. instead of doing Just, being an alternate. Here are some story characters line. you're familiar with. Here's something else completely. So I still want to see more grim comic books. I mm-hmm. want to see them more tied into the show. Yes. Um so let's go to predictions real quick before we gotta get out of here. And now you're after Buzz TV. Predictions, predictions, predictions. Nice. I like doing the echo. I the know. extra echo, because there's plenty of echo <laughs> on it already. All right. Awesome teaser for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, trouble in danger. Adeline mix- is mixing a potion. She's like... <laughs> yeah, she has a cauldron. She's casting spells. Yeah, she's literally got a cauldron of Love magic. Um, that she drops that glass that had her blood on it mm-hmm. into. So we know it's something that requires her blood. Or a Grimm's blood, which is now mixed in with her. Yeah. Uh, blood, and that could be that could be what she tries to depower Nick with. Mm-hmm. Of course, that could maybe what happens with that. And this is just off the top of my head: is that she does take Nick's powers away momentarily, mm-hmm. and so that's what trouble now has to become. Like she has to become the protector for Nick, who loses <clears throat> his grim powers for a while, which would be an 
incredibly interesting way to start off season four. You are so ambitious. <laughs> I feel like you are incredibly ambitious with your storylines. Well, that would be, I mean, just in terms of like, Nick has become very confident in his grim abilities. Oh, yeah. He's unstoppable. And so naturally, the thing to do is to take that away from right, him. Right, because when you're on top, you got to go down. Yeah, but it would be very interesting to see how Nick would now work with this world mm-hmm. if he was a Kersite slash Kennen. Oh. What if he was? What if he be, What if he lost his grim abilities for a while? He became uh, enabled to see Vesson. He has to rely on trouble for help. Mm-hmm. That would be an interesting season four, at yeah. least for a little while. I, I would hope he gets <clears> in, <throat> his powers back soon. But yeah, uh, we also see Agent Weston Stewart back. FBI He's guys. coming for them. Yeah, and we get a shot of the wedding. Mm-hmm. The wedding is coming. Yeah. Wedding is coming. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Do you have any last minute predictions? No. Nope. I, I mean, <laughs> we've thrown out a bunch here. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a, there's only two episodes left. So mm-hmm. I hope you guys tune in for it. It's going to be fun end to the season. Uh, yeah. Where can people find you online? The people can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y A E L.tv. On there, you will find interviews with the cast from last year's Comic Con. Um, and new interviews from uh, WonderCon with other casts. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and Google Plus at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And you guys can find me on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram, all those places at that Zach Wilson. That's T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also here at AfterBuzz on uh, the Resurrection Podcast, which the finale is wrapping up tonight. Uh, we're going to have a special call-in guest with uh, Mark Hildreth, who plays Pastor Tom, so please tune in for that. Um, I'm Zach Wilson. Thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.